Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to the White Witch Podcast with me, Carly. Hope you are all well, witches. Today we have a special all about Lamas or Lunasa. So, Lamas falls in the Northern Hemisphere on August 1st, in the Southern Hemisphere, 1st of February. And Lamas or Lunasa is named after the Celtic sun god Lu. It was also known as Lamas Tide in some traditional communities and actually derives from Old Anglo-Saxon Halafmas, which meant loaf mass. The name Lamas is linked to the tradition of saying mass over the bread baked from the first wheat of the harvest. So this bread was then used magically to protect the rest of the stored harvest. Lunasa means to give in marriage to Lu. Basically, Nasa means to give in marriage. Other names for this festival include First Harvest, Lunastal, Lou's Feast, and Festival of First Fruits. This Sabbath marks the first of the three harvest festivals. So this is the grain harvest, then you have the fruit harvest, and then the meat harvest. The old pagan custom was to offer or sacrifice the first of any harvest to the gods. There are many traditions of what to do with the first and the last sheaf of wheat. And of course, there is the craft and magic of corn dollies. The theme of sacrifice is key within this festival. So sharing the first crops to protect the harvest and to ensure the remaining crops. So it's a celebration of harvest, remembrance and releasing and realising that the green earth's energies and growth is beginning to slow down. So darker and colder days will arrive soon and summer is gradually coming to an end. Warm days are still here, however, but the sun god is losing his strength. So he is putting the last of his energies into the earth. The goddess's condition has changed, so she is the grain mother and will dry the crops and let the seeds fall from them into the earth for them to rest through winter and return it in bulk. So the key theme to Lamas is fulfillment and the earth is producing a harvest and providing us with food. We reflect on what has grown and what remains to be gathered later in the autumn. This is the time when farmers begin to reap that which they have sown, especially grains, corn, wheat and barley. Other cultures also hold festivals at the same time of year. So it is said that Native Americans hold the festival of green corn in honour of the corn grandmother. Romans honoured the grain goddess Ceres at an annual festival called 
August Serisalia. In ancient Phoenicia, the god Dagon was honoured by sacrificing a large portion of the harvest to him. Could be Dagon, but I'm going with that. Much of La Masse originates from Irish traditions. So Lou was said to take many different forms. He was said to even take the form of a human who would worship alongside other worshippers. I don't know if you remember, we talked about the Tuatha de Danann in the Morrigan episode, as she was said to be one of them. Lou is said to have been the king of the Tuatha de Danann, and he ruled alongside Dana, the great mother. So Lou was known as the shining one and was the god of harvests, light, fire, and metallurgy. So this is said to be the domain of material science and engineering that studies the physical and chemical behavior of metallic elements. You can tell I Googled that as I had no idea. Lou was also the defender of the week. Although this festival revolves around Lou, Dana's role is also key as she brings forth the first fruits of the harvest, but she is said to still be pregnant with later harvests. Grains are the first to be harvested and stored in the main through winter. They became of high importance to ancient civilizations. It was considered bad luck in Ireland to harvest any grain prior to La Masse. This would mean that the previous year's harvest had run out early, which would have been seen as a grievous error in the agriculture culture. A key part of La Masse is feasting and offering up part of the harvest to the grain god or goddess. So key foods for the feast include freshly baked bread made from wheat, corn, rye or oats. You've also got berries, fresh fruit from recent harvests, fruity berry wines or drinks, homegrown vegetables and fruits, sweet corn, popcorn, corn on the cob and any corn related produce. Apples, pears, cider, apple cake, honey, grain, alcohol. Baking bread is a sacred ritual representing not only the harvest, but Mother Earth, home and hearth as well. The bread rising as it bakes is said to symbolize growth, fertility and birth. Burying part of the first baked loaf of the season was thought to bring a bountiful crop for the next year. If you're not Wiccan or do not wish to celebrate Lou or one of the other harvest deities for the Sabbath, you may just want to consider perhaps your plans for autumn or your own harvesting kind. So how have you got on with any goals that you may have set for yourself across the summer months? What in your life needs more nourishment? What do you need to do less of? How can you prepare yourself physically, emotionally and spiritually for the coming season? This isn't the time to go balls to the wall starting new projects, but it's not the time to wrap up the old ones yet either. This is in a sense a seasonal liminal space, love anything liminal, an opportunity to move between the worlds and align ourselves for the change that is inevitable. So we're starting the progression into the season of endings and death with a season of autumn around the corner. You might just want to offer up a loaf of bread to honor your ancestors who obviously relied heavily on the first harvest for winter survival. The offerings you make could be used to honor their hard work and determination, 
but also to count your blessings and be thankful for all that you have. So following Lamas, the sun starts to get lower in the sky each evening, symbolizing the coming of autumn and winter. Some modern ways to honor the festival could be taking a walk or a hike. The original Lunasa festival involved the ancient Celts climbing hills and hiking to bring a sacrifice of the first harvest to Lu. Hiking up hills is still practiced to this day to mark the festival, though it now has more of a Christian twist to it. Lou was replaced with St. Patrick in Christianization of the festival. You might want to harvest something. So I'm going to harvest a lot of my sage to make some sage bundles and some of my herbs and just dry them for the winter. If you have veggies or flowers you are growing, this might be when you decide to work on harvesting those. You could harvest some flowers or fruit and add them to your altar. You might want to visit a local farm or farmer's market and get involved with buying straight from the provider or to see where everything is grown as a reminder of the old ways. You still get quite a few great pick your own places too that you could visit. If you are a kitchen witch, you might want to have a go at making some fresh bread. You might want to add some of your harvested flowers and herbs to your bread. Other alternatives you might want to make are apple pie, pear tart, blueberry tarts. It's a feast, so you could have a go at making many things along the line of harvest, incorporating relevant foods. So if you're a keen manifester, this festival is perfect for starting a gratitude practice so with the changing season, as this season is all about offering up gratitude, the best magic words after all are thank you. And that is what this festival is all about. So appreciate your own personal harvest, not just the food and the feast, but that which you are harvesting in your life. So are you by like building your own business, trying to start or grow your own family, looking for a job, working on your health? All of these intentions are powered by your personal magic. So what energy are you grateful you have put in so far? What have you already harvested? You might want to take a personal inventory for all that you are grateful for by writing like a huge gratitude list. List as many things as you can that you are thankful for. The more grateful you feel, the more you will attract more good stuff into your life. So if you are a keen manifester, make sure you throw into your gratitude list a few things that you haven't got yet, but that you're working on. So for example, when I write my gratitude list now, I throw in things like, I'm so grateful for my hot creative husband who has lots of tattoos and looks like Ben Howard, because this is how you can help to shape your reality. You're grateful for that which you know is coming, it works. Like I promise you, looking back at other things that I've manifested, and it's always been that something has come into my life that is bigger and better than I had even put out or hoped for. So I know at this point, you're probably thinking I'm insane, but I will let you know when I have my Ben Howard look alike. But that's just an example. And I don't think the real Ben Howard realizes he likes chubby witches who live by the sea yet. But the universe isn't aware of any limitations and the concept of time. So you can put out there that you are already saying thank you for having it. Spirit work that you might opt to do during Lamas includes 
eating a fortune cookie, which sounds really basic, but it has its similarities to the tradition at La Masse of aliromancy or wheat flour divination. So aliromancy comes from the Greek word flour and mantia, which means divination, and was a form of divination presided over by Apollo. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So historically, handwritten messages were baked into bread, cakes, or cookies. They would divide the balls of dough by nine before they were distributed to those waiting to divine their future. So fortune cookies are a modern day form of aliromancy. If you wanted to have a go at some divination along the lines of aliromancy, you would need a bag of fortune cookies. So instead of cracking open the fortune cookie and reading the note, you would ask the spirits a question, then shuffle the fortune cookies nine times, then select a cookie using your intuition as your guide and see what answer your fortune cookie gives you. You might want to use this festival to consider your spiritual practice. Again, as a liminal time between summer, yet not quite autumn. Can I say fall? Like it's so unfair that in England we say autumn. You might want to reflect on your spiritual practice. Is there anything you'd want to improve? So a little ritual you could try to reflect on this involves lighting either a silver or white candle You might want to use silver to tie in with reflection and mirroring. However, I will probably stick to what I have using a white candle. So you could ask the spirits to help guide you on your spiritual practice, how you can grow in your practice as a witch, either stare into the flame of the candle or close your eyes to receive messages or images that you can interpret, anything that pops up in your head. So some of my most important insight comes through similar little rituals or morning meditations. You might want to know anything you come across in your book of shadows if you started one following our recent episode on it. And you might want to consider if you think there's anything you need to improve on. If you feel that, you know, there are books that you could read in a specific area, if there's anything you feel you might want to learn more about. 
this is great for both baby witches and more experienced witches. I mean, I'm personally forever learning in regards to the craft. There are so many things that other witches know that I haven't got a clue about. We could dedicate a whole lifetime to learning about ourselves and the craft. That's the beautiful thing about it. And we don't have to rush either. We can do it at our own pace and learn what we think is important. One thing that I just want to chip in with as well, don't ever feel that you need to be prepared with witchcraft as if it is some kind of test. I promise you, if you ask me certain topics regarding witchcraft, I would probably not have a clue because what we do is remember what stands out to us the most, like what is actually important to us. As much as I love the Sabbaths, I forget all the time what's next, when they are. I remember the key principles. I remember the food. But I think that when you come into the craft as a baby witch, it's really overwhelming when you start out. And there can be some really mean people on social media who do this thing of checking out how much of a witch you are as if it's a test. And I just think it's bullshit. Read all you can bloody enjoy being a witch but don't let anyone make you feel less of a witch than you feel you are if you feel it in your bones your blood or you just have a love or an obsession for it and you're doing all you can to learn I think that is the most important thing because I'm just sick of witchcraft snobbery so if ever you feel that in the community I'm here for you I've never experienced it personally I have seen it but at the same time, in honor of witches on Instagram and, you know, other forums that I'm part of, some of them are the loveliest, warmest, kindest people I've ever met, become some of my dearest friends. Just don't let a few bad apples in the community, in life in general, make you feel like shit about your journey. Ran over back to La Masse. So I have a spell from the book Craft, How to Be a Modern Witch, written by Gabriella Herstick, which is for La Masse. So you will need a pen and paper, your grimoire or book of shadows, a fireproof bowl or cauldron, citrus oils or Florida water, sage or Paolo Santo or cedar or incense, anything for smoke cleansing, and a plant if you have one. So you want to start by cleansing your space with a sacred smoke of sage, palo santo, incense or cedar. Ground and center yourself, connecting to the energy of the earth. Cast your circle if you work using one. And then fold your paper in half, thinking about the next two months and the start of autumn. On the right side of the paper, write down what nourishes you. And on the left, write down what no longer nourishes you. So be as specific as you can be, taking inventory of what feeds your energy and what depletes it. Rip the two sections apart. Take a look at what's depleting you energetically. And in your grimoire or your book of shadows, write down five ways you can shift these things so they feed you or five new ways to find nourishment. Tear up half of the paper listing what's depleting you and burn it. You can anoint the list of what's nourishing you by rubbing the oil or Florida water on it. You, so she does it in the form of an invoking pentagram. Up to you if you do that. If you do, you start from the top down to the bottom left, up to the right, to the left, down to the bottom right, 
and then up to the top. But you could just anoint it, it's fine. When you feel ready, fold this half of the paper up. You can either leave it under your plant or on your altar until the next full moon or bury it somewhere outside once the ritual is complete. Close your eyes and feel what it would like to be to be supported, nourished and cared for in all your ventures. So raise energy by chanting, dancing, singing or masturbating. I don't know why I get a weird with sex words because I know my mum listens, but at the climax, imagine a cone of power extending from the boundaries of your circle up through the crown of your head into the universe. This is your declaration of nourishment and health. Know it's promised. Close your circle, ground your energy. On the next full moon, take stock and check in to see how fulfilled and nourished you feel and how you can let go of whatever's keeping you from feeling supported. So some relevant spells you might want to work on for this Sabbath are for abundance, connection, career, mental or physical gain. You might want to include grains when you come to cast your circle for any spell work. So grains such as oats, corn and wheat, this is said to help strengthen your circle. Any spells that you need the sun's energy for, carry these out now. Again, it's an old episode, but check out the sun magic episode for making sun water and spells to do using the sun's energy. So animals related to this festival and symbolic are the rooster, the buck, cows and sheep. Decorations include summer flowers, grains, cornucopia, corn dolls, sunflowers, the sickle. Corner wheat dollies were made from the last sheaves and stalks of harvested grain and kept through winter to be planted with the first seeds of spring. These organic goddess figures powerfully affirm the reverence for the earth's cycle of birth, death and renewal. The celebrations for La Masse would give people a break from hard work to laugh, feast, dance, despite the fact that many crops were still growing in the fields and there is no guarantee of adequate abundance for the long winter season. So I'm just going to give you some ideas for your altar from Harmony Nice's book, Wicca. You might want to light gold, yellow, brown, orange or black candles to represent the earth changing from green to brown autumnal colours and black for the darker days arriving. You might want to tie ribbons and drape cloth at your altar in the colours gold, yellow, orange and brown. You can also wear these colours to honour the Sabbath. You might want to scatter relevant grains from the harvest to honour the fulfilment you feel at this time of year. So wheat, corn, oats, barley or rye. Sunflowers are now at their growing peak. You may wish to incorporate potted marigolds and have those on your altar. Place your corn mother or corn dolly at your altar. So some crystals you may wish to carry around with you at this time of year to meditate with, to use in divination or spell work. Also place at your altar are citrine, clear quartz, aventurine, golden topaz, cat's eye, some herbs you may wish to use and plants. You've got like all grains, meadow sweet, mint, heather and sloes. 
and good incense to use during Le Mass for casting circles, burning at your altar, cleansing, consecrating, as well as magical workings are sandalwood, rose, chamomile, and mint. So have a great Le Mass, witches. The second newsletter is due out shortly. If you want to su subscribe to this and also for any information regarding the upcoming book club, The Literary Witch Coven, the starting up soon, then come on over to my website, www.thewhitewitchcompany.co.uk. Keep an eye out on the website from beginning of August as my baby witch line is launching. So I've got some t-shirts and hoodies and so on. I'm living in my baby witch t-shirt at the moment. It is my favorite. There is a green and sea witch merch line that will be out in the next couple of weeks too. If you want to join me on Facebook, it's The White Witch Company. Over on Instagram, at The White Witch Company. Other than that, have a fantastic Lamas. I will catch up with you soon, witches. Bye.